Hello, and welcome to the Extension Experience podcast with your hosts, Josh Bouchong, Trent Malachik, and Dana Zook. Here you'll find insights into Oklahoma agriculture from West Area Specialists employed by Oklahoma State University Extension. Their perspectives come from assisting county educators and producers in the areas of agronomy, animal science, and economics. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. My name is Trent Malachik. And Josh Bashong. There's been a lot changing in terms of applicators and certified applicators in Oklahoma, and the training requirements are different. And I'm sure most of our listeners have heard at least a little bit of the background about why we're having to do more trainings and things like that. But I'll just let you kind of go over what's changed and, and why we're having to talk about this topic a little bit more right now. So the biggest change for our private applicators which are technically certified applicators, is that the Oklahoma Department of Ag, Food, and Forestry, for this cycle, for the first time ever, has allowed us to acquire CEUs or continuing education units to recertify at the end of the cycle. So every category of from ODAF or pesticide applicators, the private applicators, it's a five-year cycle, just like all the others. No matter when you took your test, everyone's going to expire December 31st. 2023. So years past, private applicators were always used to those those take-home open book exams and then mail in your answer sheet with your license form and your, your check and your licensed private applicator. This go around that we're now allowed to have or acquire CEUs instead of retesting, we can acquire the amount and not have to retest. So like I said, this is the first time ever for private applicators. Our commercial applicators are used to this. We can acquire those CEUs over that five-year period and don't have three tests. So the biggest change, like I said, it's no longer a, a take-home open book test. The new test, if you do choose that route, is going to be a, a computer-based closed book exam at one of the testing locations. Yeah, and that's kind of a fairly complicated process, and it isn't free. So it kind of, I'm on, I'm on board with getting the the yeah. credits and, and going to meetings throughout the period of time and and trying to get my credits that way. And so. Kind of goes back to Oklahoma Department of Ag. They're saying that it's more economical for them to use this third party to do all those testing exams. So they're using PSI exams. You can find them at psiexams.com. You go through the drop down list, the government, and then Oklahoma, and then you can find Oklahoma pesticide exams. And there's 20 something different categories. So the private applicator, make sure you, you scroll down to the right one. For our commercial ag plant guys, or any other category other than private applicator and service technicians, you have to take the core exam first and pass those. So the core exam and any of those other categories are $95 a piece. The private applicator is only $65. Like I said, you do not have to take the core with it, but it is a computer-based exam. We're no longer having those take-home exams and you have to go to that psiexams.com or do their toll-free number, which is one eight five 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 seven nine four six four three, which is going to be a lot harder to navigate. But if you don't have any access to internet, that is an option. But you have to go to that psiexams.com to create an account, register for exam, and then schedule that exam at one of their eight different locations across Oklahoma. Um, so for some, that's going to be quite a drive. Mm -hmm. um, and then we all know it's hard to keep those schedules as a farmer. We always have something pop up that morning. 
those exams, you have to show up a little before time. You can't show up right on time or late. You'll forfeit that money. If you forget about it and uh, try to call and reschedule, if you're past your exam day, you're going to forfeit that money. So like I said, $95 for all the other exams, $65 for private. You'd have to reschedule and pay that fee again. Oh, wow. So going to those locations, which we've had some issues with during the pandemic, make sure you contact the testing facility, make sure you're doing everything they want on their end as far as a face mask or anything like that. Uh, but all the exams are 50 questions. You have to score 70% to pass. You have 75 minutes to take the exam. So for our private applicators, like I said, you can either wait to the end of this five-year cycle, retake the test at one of these locations, which is probably going to be bombarded come December 2023, or you can acquire the CEUs, these continuing education units. And so OSU Extension, we've been trying to host several meetings across the state to allow these private applicators to attend them to get their CEUs. Uh, recently, we did make a new OSU webpage. Uh, best way to find it is just to Google OK State Private Applicator Training, and you can find the website there, and we'll have some information there, some resources, as well as in the bottom corner, we're going to have kind of a scrolling calendar to find any uh, CEU opportunities uh, in that calendar in the bottom right corner of that webpage. And if there's not any near you, always get a hold of your county educator and say that you'd like to have some more offerings around where you are to get some of these CEUs. So are the what are the different ways to get these CEUs? Are the in-person testing or there, will it be online options to get CEUs as well? For the most part, uh, all of the CEUs offered through OSU Extension are going to be in-person type meetings. It's mm -hmm. kind of challenging to set up a Zoom or an online video and make sure people watch it. Uh, there are some ways around it. We'd have to get some some uh, quizzes throughout that presentation to make sure you're paying attention. So it's a lot easier. And I think a lot of the applicators we've talked to were just wanting to sit down meeting, come do it, and then uh, get their CEUs. There are some other outfits uh, that you can find on the ODAF's website, ag.ok.gov. Uh, there are some online resources that you can attend. They're not going to be free, like our OSU extension meetings, but uh, there are some online options. Uh, but the next big question I usually get is, well, how many CEUs do I need? And so it's kind of prorated if you came in later in that five-year cycle. But for most of our guys, at least in Western Oklahoma, when we redid that test the fall of 18, we went around to a lot of counties and helped guys get their test with trainings and stuff like that. If you're in for the full five-year cycle, for this go-round, you only need 16. Uh, typically, it's going to be 20 during a five-year cycle. But for this five-year cycle, Department of Ag more or less gave the first year free because uh, they're in the process of converting their systems over. So instead of 20, you only need 16 this go-round. And there are some little stipulations. You can't wait till the last year to get all 16. Uh, some of the laws that are in place right now says you can't get any more than six or any more than half in any one given year. So a typical in the future cycles when we need 20, mathematically you're going to have to get CEUs in three out of those five years because if you only get 10 once, which is half, you can't get 10 again, which means you'd have to get them in three years. This cycle, since we only need 16, technically we can get them in the last two years, uh, but that is going to be a lot of meetings to attend 
over just a two-year period instead of spreading them out over that five-year cycle. And as we talked about, things happen, and you'd sure hate to get to the end of that and be missing one or two hours and not yeah. have any opportunity to actually get it. <laughs> so either go full-hearted and keep records on your own on if you attended a meeting, where was that meeting, what was the date, how many CUs were offered there, and keep your own records. Uh, Oklahoma Department of Ag does have a website where you can check those. Currently, we can't check our private applicators' uh, credentials yet, but they are in the transition to get that added. So our commercial ag guys can go ahead and use that website uh, on the Oklahoma Department of Ag's uh, system where they're using Kelly Solutions uh, to find out at kellysolutions.com slash ok slash applicators slash login.asp. You don't have to create an account. You just put in your license number and it'll tell you what you're certified in, how many CEUs you've acquired and how many CEUs you need before the end of that cycle. Like I said, hopefully before long, our private applicators can get on there and double check and make sure all those meetings are there. So that's a good point. Our private applicators are kind of used to just showing up to a meeting. What information do they need to have to sign up for the credits? Uh, most of the time, our applicators don't carry their certification card on them. And so a lot of guys have you know, make sure you either bring that or take a picture of it so you have that information on your phone. It is a lot easier for Oklahoma Department of Ag to get that information uploaded if they can't read your name, your handwriting, or anything like that. Hopefully they can at least read your certification number. If you show up to the meeting you don't have that, uh, you can utilize other forms like your driver's license number instead of your certification number. Uh, but as long as they can read your full name, and your phone number, uh, typically they can find you, but it's always ideal to have that certification number on hand when you're signing in those sign-in sheets. Yeah, it's pretty good practice not to make someone's job harder when yeah. they're trying to help you. <laughs> so try to try to have all that information. But yeah, well, it seems like we have trainings for everything now, and you know, there's reasons for that, and safety is a big concern. What are some other types of trainings that farmers need to be aware of? I think there's, there's at least one new one that a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar with yeah so a couple years ago uh when paraquad or gramoxone uh got its new label epa made some mandates to change the label one of the biggest one is you have to do an online training the easiest way to get to that paraquat training is to use usparaquattraining.com which will forward you to the the housing uh, for that quiz but it's about a 60 minute course that you kind of self-paced through it, watch the little videos, read the information, and then take the quiz throughout. You have to make 100% on it. But in order to purchase, mix, load, apply, or even just handle Paraquat, you really need to have that training in your paperwork, in your record books. Uh, and that certificate, you'll print it off. It's good for three years. And so it's going to be up to you to remember when you took that, how long it's good for. But by law, since it's on that new Paraquat label, anyone that, like I said, mixes, loads, applies, or even handles it needs that training. And something else they did with those is smaller containers, anything less than 120 gallons is supposed to have a, a closed system container, meaning it doesn't, it has a lid that you can't remove. So you have to buy an adapter to permanently mount to your sprayer that you kind of invert the jug onto and twist lock into where it drains into the inductor or anything like that on your sprayer. And also, most of those systems also want you to run a fresh water line to it so it rinses the jug out in one motion. Unfortunately, the different chemical companies are all using slightly different forms of that. 
So make sure before you buy that adapter, it's from the chemical company that you're going to be buying the, the Paraquat from. And I took that training and I agree with you. It, it's every bit of 60 minutes and you're not going to cheat your way through that any faster. It, it takes that long, but I actually enjoyed it. I mean, it, it was a great refresher on just overall pesticide safety. If I remember one thing, it just takes one sip. Yeah. <laughs> that how dangerous Paraquat is if ingested. And some of the things I didn't know were you just the irritation it can cause to lungs and things like that through drift. So, you know, sometimes we get upset with safety trainings, but I think that's a really good one to have everybody on your farm <laughs> go ahead and look at because there's a lot of information there that applies to all pesticides, in my opinion, that to be incredibly safe and, and use the right PPE whenever you're handling those fluids. That's some of the, the, I guess, criticisms from it. Some guys thought it was kind of going to be more agronomics about the product, but it is all about safety, mm -hmm. the handling of it. Paraquat is a carcinogen. It, it can cause cancer, so it is something that we don't want to take lightly, especially if we're spraying with sprayers, either a backpack or open cab tractor. Or, uh, we all know having a good filtration on that cab goes a long ways, but just the safe handling of the product. Is the main reason for that training. Well, that kind of, that handles Paraquat. Um, what about ExtendFlex? Is there anything new when it comes to that technology? It seems like uh, we're still going to be uh, annual training on those new dicamba tolerant traits uh, using the Extendamax, the Fexapan, and the, the Tavium products for those dicamba tolerant soybeans and cotton traits. Uh, it's still going to be an annual training. Uh, the Extendamax and Genia uh, last year got a new five-year label, so those are still good for another four years. That training's good for the calendar year, so January 1 to December 31st. doesn't matter when you take that training. It's good just for that calendar year. So by next season, guys are going to have to attend another annual training for those. In Oklahoma so far, we just haven't have those required pesticide uh, applicator training for dicamba products. Uh, neighboring states like Texas, they have to do a, a complete auction training for both the dicamba and the new 2,4-D choline mm -hmm. traits. Uh, but so far, Oklahoma is just those dicamba technologies. So if I'm a producer and all of this sounds overwhelming, what's something that I can do besides the trainings? Can I hire somebody to do this for me or if it, on particular chemicals? I mean, we have obviously a lot of guys across the state that do custom application from our co-ops co to independent spray application guys. Uh, there's a lot of custom application opportunities across the state uh, but we've all been in that situation where time is of the essence on certain pesticide applications so a lot of guys have started penciling out can they afford their own sprayer so and a lot of that value comes from proper application timing uh, some of these auctions it's a very small window to get those out right because the label says we need you know no more than four inch tall weeds well they'll blow through four inches in a week so mm -hmm. Those application timing requirements are on a lot of our products to get the most use out of them, that we're not just wasting money. There's a big value to having your own uh, sprayer on your own operation. Uh, it goes a long ways, but obviously there's a lot to it. Uh, there's a lot of risk, especially as we start to see some more grows across the state with medical marijuana and hemp opportunities for guys. Uh, they're basically using scare tactics to make sure that we don't have drift complaints to those type of commodities where it'd be a pretty steep uh, complaint against that applicator. Uh, so insurance, make sure you're up to date. Uh, commercial applicators have to have those insurance, uh, have to 
before they get their license, have to have proof of insurance and everything like that. But lavish is covering your own tail. Uh, make sure you're applying any product in a safe manner that it's staying where it's supposed to. Uh, goes all back to proper applicator training. Well, it's always been illegal for product to drift off of your own farm. That's That hasn't changed. What's changed is you know, the damage that it can cause and the value of the crops that it can affect uh, is something that people have to be very aware of. And as an economist, I would say that if you haven't hired anything sprayed in a while, it'd be worth talking about how expensive that's getting because I've seen upwards of $6 very easy. I mean, we kind of got used to $5 an acre being a number, you know, yeah. it, that's definitely going up and rightly so. I mean, the sprayers are so much different these days and, and so much more complicated that they like everything. We see prices going up. So budget for that accordingly. And, and anytime you add for extra, like spray carrier, if you're upping it to 15, 20 gallon per acre, there mm -hmm. will be increases to the applicator there as well. Yeah, I get charged for water a lot. Sometimes the adjuvants are more expensive than the chemical itself. Yeah. <laughs> you really gotta you gotta think ahead whenever you're budgeting that. Well, have I missed anything, Josh? Uh, like I said, private applicators, you have two options. Either wait to the end of the cycle and retest with those closed book computer-based exams, or try try to acquire the 16 CEUs by the end of December 31st, 2023. So you have two options. It's kind of up to the applicator themselves. No. I'd say this podcast basically gives you an idea when you have the real questions, go ahead and contact your local county agent or Josh himself. i would be more than happy to help you through this process as we get closer to time. But with that, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you would like to hear more or follow up on the discussed topics, please reach out to your local county extension agent. OSU has a presence in all 77 counties with educators eager to assist you. Also, please consider checking the description for links to our social media pages and further information pertinent to the conversation. Thanks again and we'll talk to you soon.